This is a message to all my supporters of this podcast. I'm introducing a new supporters program. You can contribute a small amount as a one-off payment to show your love for this podcast. Thank you in advance for all your contributions. First thing I wanted to talk about today was to do something that's been fascinating me for some time, and it's to do with social media. So we've, in my lifetime, we've emerged from no internet to internet to Google being a very strong player. And then we've evolved into social media, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Snapchat, whatever it is, when I miss one. You know that they are big players in the world now. They um, they are now big corporations rather than small startups, but they all started as startups. Uh, some in in a in a in a local garage. Some working Facebook working uh, with Peter Thiel that gave him the investment, um, etc. So um, so it's adapted even in the last ten years uh, from social media. So that's an interesting point. I wanted to start off with saying that it can be as as the user. Let's take it as the individual user at the moment. It can all can be a positive and a negative thing. So positive, it can join and link people. You can get in touch with people that you haven't known, before, haven't spoken to or seen for a very long time. That can be very uniting and uh, bring old friends together, which it was when we first started uh, Facebook. It was really to bring people together. Um, and when I first joined it, I was linking up with people that I hadn't seen or spoken to for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or 15 years or whatever. So um, in that way, and one of the sort of main driving forces for Facebook is to be able to unite people and bring people together. Um, so and then you look a little bit differently with Twitter, which was all about posting your ideas, your thoughts, uh, comments, um, and these were the main two uh, that have sort of evolved. And I'll talk about Snapchat and Instagram a little bit later. Um, but the positive definitely is that it can bring people together and unite uh, people around causes, around ideas, around uh, concepts. Um, we've seen a lot of uh, media with news events when things are happening in controversial areas of the world. There's now always a hashtag or at sign with somebody who uh, who uh is commenting on on the news um so so in that way it can be incredibly positive and can be used for as a means as positive um on the flip side it can also be very negative um and this should be talked about more i think um because it can be linked to depression um if you're linked to a lot of people and all you see is when you're sitting at home uh, maybe you're single on a flat in London or wherever on your own and you're on Facebook and you see all these people traveling to different places or they are going to these events in the evening and it, it just it, it paints a picture that everyone is completely absorbed by this wonderful life that they're leading and it makes you feel quite isolated. So actually, the flip side is from it trying to unite people, it can also isolate people and make people quite depressed because um, they see other people being more successful. Um, and so it really is a, it can be a very negative. And I, I would say that this is something that should be talked about in schools. 
in universities, in colleges, um, so that people, uh, and often the younger, youngest people are most affected by these things. Obviously, you could still be in your mid thirties, living living in a flat on your own, and not having the, the lifestyle that you want. And you see all your school friends or university friends, married, kids, whatever the the thing that you want. There will be someone on Facebook, or probably a number of people on Facebook, who are doing what your ideal lifestyle would be. So just just be mindful of that, that um, it can be a negative force just as much as it can be a positive force. Um, something I wanted, just Facebook it has has really, uh, I really was interested how Facebook has changed primarily as a, as a, as I said at the start, just uniting people together to basically an advertising platform for uh, famous people, companies, uh, whatever it is, to to be able to distribute video content. So there's a couple of people that I follow, no surprise in the names, I've, I've mentioned them many a time, um, but there's also there's musicians that I follow that are on there, there's also uh, so there's business people, there's also uh interests sporting interests and things so and 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 i find now that i use facebook more as a sort of uh video content rather than i don't really care what people are doing and they don't really impact really my my life very much so um so to be honest i now look there for video content to see if i'm got a spare five minutes what can actually keep me occupied um while traveling or whatever it is um, I would also say that some of the younger, well, I'd say some of the younger tools like Instagram or, or, or Snapchat, um, they can be quite faddy. Um, so six months ago, everyone was talking about Snapchat and about the capabilities that I had. And to be honest, I saw a limitation in that. Um, putting a monkey face on someone didn't really do it for me i can see the the novelty value but um i know they started trying to link themselves to advertising and to releasing content on there and i must admit i've never actually logged i haven't got an account on snapchat but i know people that have and things that they've talked about and they they've found it very entertaining but i kind of found that quite limited so as i say i was interested when they started linking themselves i think it's the nba and trying to get content on there but what we found is that instagram in the last as i say six months or so since snapchat had its peak instagram has really taken over as the most fashionable um medium social media medium um at the moment and and i can see why it is quite useful because although i don't use it again very much because i can't really take a good photo um I, and maybe that's a little bit limiting uh what the uses for instagram are because I've, i have got an account and i have had a quick look and people do do video content as well um on there but um you find a lot of people take quite, if they're traveling around, take pictures on planes or, or sites or whatever. And, and to be honest, the, what I did see when I was on there, people take some really good photos. I just don't have the eye to take a photo. So I'm kind of turned off on Instagram. Um, what I do use a lot is Twitter. Now I, I use, I've had an account, um, for, for a while now and I've actually found it quite useful for, uh, providing video content, um, a nice two minute, uh, video, uh, video blog that I give all my thoughts and ideas. I find quite succinct. I like the, I like the medium. I like the way it delivers it. Um, so, uh, 
that's the main place. Facebook, I look at every so often, and Instagram, rarely now. But um, but I find that I've, I've definitely found um, you kind of get Twitter followers and split into two um, people who have been a long-standing Twitter follower who just like the, the style and the content. But I'm also aware that it's a slightly um, on a downward trajectory, I would say, if I'm honest, because I think um, the way that Instagram and Facebook have based their things, they base their content on algorithms, so they find you things that you're interested in, has really meant that people instantly can go on and they can go, right, I want to see about football, rugby do a search, find a thing, find it, follow it. You then got video content um, where Twitter is basically a, 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 a timeline feed. And so if I post something at eight o'clock uh, in the evening, that will appear at eight o'clock. There's, there's ways of getting around it. And there's Hootsuite, which I use sometimes when I'm planning to release things in the evening and I might do it at lunchtime or early in the morning. Um, but essentially it's a timeline, which I know that a lot of people found that quite restricting. Um, but, um, I like it. I think it still has a place and still has a relevance. Um, so I will continue using that as a medium. So I've kind of talked about what the basis of it is, um, the ideas of the different types of, of social media. And I think that's just, just on the final point, my first part of this is to think about each of the social medias they that they, they, they have, they provide different things for different people. And you should, I haven't even link, uh, mentioned LinkedIn and that's for professionals. It's another thing that I, I have an account and actively use with for my corporate uh, employees, uh, people that I work with and, and, and colleagues and stuff. So that's very useful and can link people. Um, but that's the thing. Professionals will go to LinkedIn. Um, Facebook covers virtually almost all demographics now. Twitter sort of, it sort of fits someone who just wants to have a quick glance of social media, keep updated with things that are going on with particular people. Um, Instagram is photographs and video content. Snapchat was for photos as well. So I think Snapchat was for younger people. Facebook pretty much covered all demographics. Twitter sort of had all demographics. Instagram is is more on the younger side of, of people, but I definitely know that people that use it are uh, can be across ages. But they're definitely looking... You, you need to respect what the medium that you want to do it for. So if you want to do with business and with corporate environments, then LinkedIn is the right way. If you want to to cover the biggest number of people, Facebook is the right one. You just need to think about what, where you're providing and what you're looking at. So, so I think that's something that people do underestimate. And I think it's definitely worth um, flagging at this point that it does make a big difference, the type of uh, social media uh, that you use or, 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 or view. So, um, so that's, so let's just, that's, that's one part of my, my, my thoughts. The other, the other part I wanted to just talk about was slightly to do with Silicon Valley. And now I know that Silicon Valley covers more than social media, but let's just, let's just think about social media, uh, Silicon Valley as, as a sort of entity at the moment. Again, it's an area of positive and negative. Um, a lot of positives are that it's condensed, uh, uh, an area of, 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 of um, 
America, which is basically there to be able to supplement IT, whether it's what it, with Facebook, Google, uh, LinkedIn, they've all got in Silicon Valley, and the uh, and and so it's condensed and it's made um, a hell of a lot of money for quite a lot of people just moving there and getting in the right network circles. So, so, so that's it can be seen as a good. It can be seen quite bad um, for for anyone that isn't white, isn't middle class, isn't uh, this is sort of uh, doesn't necessarily have to be from a, from a really good college in the US, but it does help, uh, I'm sure. Um, so so blacks, Chinese, whatever it is, Hispanics are traditionally not catered for as well in Silicon Valley. Um, then you also then have to consider the, that it's bad for women. Women, I, I know a little bit about how Google um, <coughs> runs its businesses in the UK and they are they, they, they feed uh, what's interesting is they, they've got free food and free drinks and basically their intention is to keep their workforce there in morning lunchtime and evenings because they're providing them with free food now that's a very clever way of 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 getting dedicated people working for you but it's not so good for women if they've got kids so um and and it could be for men as well it sounds I, i don't want to uh, just say that it's women that, that look after their kids or pick up their kids, etc. Uh, but I would say that uh, because mainly women are the the sort of home, the people who look after the home, as I said, it's not always, they're the people who suffer uh, with the sort of Silicon Valley uh, atmosphere. And, uh, and, and so I think that's something that they need to do more, more about. Um, they need to think how is the best way to be able to market to be able to get the really good women. Uh, <clears throat> also, IT generally, uh, techies are generally men as well. It's not exclusively, but generally they are. Um, so that kind of doesn't help the whole Silicon Valley and social media uh, for being better for uh, for for other uh, diverse groups. So I think that just needs to be just flagged and let's think about that as as whether social media come back to social media social media is actually a positive or a negative so we've thought about it from a user we've thought about it from a um like an employee uh the next i just wanted to talk about was so mark zuckerberg i've seen a couple of things with him uh interviews on youtube and i found it quite interesting that uh he talks very much about his team and his environment and how he sits with his colleagues um, and talks very much about a team ethic. Now, it's whether you believe it on face value. I think I think generally that's what he intends his teams to be. Um, but I also think that uh, there probably is favourites. There's probably... Uh, I, I don't want to go too much into this, but, but I just want you to think about... The way Mark Zuckerberg has, has conducted his career, he has talked very much about the, the uniting of people, but we also know the, the sort of darker side of selling advertising and stuff on there as well. And that is across all mediums. So um, 
So that's just a thing to maybe just mull over. The other thing that that's um that struck me recently was so probably a year ago, maybe maybe a little bit longer. I'm not sure. Um, Periscope appeared, which was a live feed where you could sit there and and and, and live talk to people about a subject. I, when I when I got an account, there were people on computer games, and basically just had a camera of them playing computer games. There was some relatively famous people sitting in meetings or talking about the things the certain things that they wanted to discuss. There were people just ranting and. It was a medium which was being tested. I think I think Google did actually own it, Periscope. I think there was a there was an alternative which wasn't as, as so um, wasn't getting so much traction. And there was a lot of sort of well, what is the use of this now? What I find interesting it's a, it's I've talked about Apple and Android, where Android are the innovators, and and Apple very often take it and do it better. Um, basically. The, Facebook Live, as far as I can see, is Periscope, but on the Facebook medium. So, um, I, I would, I, like, then they're not necessarily at the stage of their business, uh, or their corporate environment that they will always be the innovators. Um, and I think that's just, I, I don't think that's just this part of technology. I think all across all technologies, you have companies that are more innovative. um, And then you also have companies that are more profitable by using that technology or understanding that technology and being able to, to make it into something better, which has a bigger impact. Um, So it's it's always one of those interesting things for me that it's not always the innovators who, who are the most uh, profitable So, so talking about um, social media companies, slightly back to social media companies, I think they've they've now admitted that they're more than just they are social media. So they they've now um, branded themselves as AI involved in AI and development of AI, AR and VR. They've diversified, which it's totally makes sense for me as a looking at a business from an outset you wanted to be able to diversify your business as much as possible um and so google are big in in ai and but i know google's not necessarily strictly social media so i'm just gonna flex them in because they've developed hardware software they've developed their, their search engine and i think it's interesting that they've they've sort of they've, they've got google maps they've got google mail and all these things have just come from a search engine which made them a hell of a lot of money and made them hugely successful so i would say facebook are very good at diversifying they've done a lot in ar and vr um it would be nice to see other social media companies being able to uh flex their muscles now none of them are on the same size as facebook but it would be interesting for them to maybe take up something slightly different so that they've got less reliance on just being a social media platform. Um, so that uh, the other thing is all these companies now, I sort of mentioned this a little bit earlier, is that they're all big businesses now. I don't think any of them, if they're not affiliated to Facebook, Google or Apple, then they, uh, they've been able to build their business um, into uh, into a large diversified business. So um, 
I, uh, this startup mentality. I think even Zuckerberg's had to change the way that he he talks and the way that he does things because he's now more of a, a corporate imp- uh, a corporate owner rather than just a, a startup where he where where he started ten years ago, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I think we just need to accept that they aren't startups now, and we shouldn't be expecting them to act like startups. Although saying that. Some of the best businesses that I've been involved in, and and they they can keep a startup mentality, even when they are now big businesses. And I think a lot of corporations are investing in innovation, money in innovation, and 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 trying to push boundaries to be able to be a little bit more like a startup, which I think is very good. And partnering with other startups is incredibly useful as well. So. Um, I think that's just generally, I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, so just on to the last section, um, just sort of, so we, what we touched on at the start was, I think it can be a force for good. I also think it can be a force for bad. Um, I also think going back to a, a, a user point of view, which is probably the most important for most people that are listening to this, they kind of, we kind of should try and get less reliance on them so that when we are, I don't know, sitting down eating, I don't do this myself, but sitting down eating dinner, we're looking on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn is kind of a, a bad thing. We should still be trying to have social contact with people that we live with, um, wives, girlfriends, um, mums, dads, whatever, whatever, whoever you live with. So, um, and, and, and there should be, we should continue to, to have relationships with people that we meet up with. And you have that sort of physical, uh, eye to eye contact, even Skypes and things like that are difficult to do to really get a feel for the conversation. But in a way they kind of better than nothing. So, um, so that's, I think that's something we should always think about. Um, second thing is I don't think it would do us any harm to have some sort of downtime, especially if you're finding yourself a little bit more addicted to it. Um, because if you do have any sort of addiction, like a feeling of addiction to it, any addiction is a bad thing, whether it's smoking, drinking, drugs, whatever it is. Um, doing things to an excess is not a positive way to be able to lead your life. So maybe think about having some sort of downtime, maybe a weekend, uh, a week, a month, whatever you feel is necessary uh, and, and just don't use it and, and just maybe call people up and have a chat with people or do other things, be a producer, not a, just a passive viewer. Um, so I think that, I think everyone should, kind of think about that if they feel they've got some sort of problem um or or a slight addiction doesn't have to be a full-blown addiction um and also if you're back on the point of being a producer not a not a a, a consumer social media can be incredibly powerful for businesses and you can sell products and services on the on, on social media it gives you a whole different marketing strategy which a lot of it can be free you do have to pay for some of it with twitter feeds and google adwords and 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 facebook pages and and advertising there um but it's it's worth thinking if you're starting a business or even if you're you're not just starting you start you 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 want to 
do something specific and and be able to publicize it uh social media is a brilliant way of reaching people that you wouldn't necessarily reach um initially so i would say that's something which maybe most people don't think enough about um but i would definitely uh promote that um and so my last thought my sort of conclusion is if social media is used in the right way it can be an incredibly powerful and empowering tool. And we should all think about how to use it as the user, as the employee, as a regulator. We haven't really talked about regulation because there isn't then isn't much there. Um, as an advertiser. Um, uh, and so I, I, as a business owner. Uh, so I would say think about how to use it and how the best way for you to be able to use it is. Uh, and, 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 and get out there and, and, and start producing stuff on it because it's quite interesting to see the sort of responses you can get on it. So um, so that's my, my final thoughts. Um, please can you follow me on Twitter. Uh, please can you subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, like anything that you like. Add any comments on YouTube or Twitter, anything that you want to say or add any comments to, uh, to LibSync um, on this uh, podcast as well. So um, final thing, thank you very much and I'll speak to you soon.